more focused you get, the better. Something you'd never want to say is, I just want to podcast about everything and I want it to be for everybody. If it's about everything, it's about nothing. If it's for everybody, it's for nobody. It's the truth. The more focused you can get, the better. I had somebody that I have done some work with. Her name is Vanessa uh, Edwards. And she has something called the Science of People is her company. And when she first got started, she said it was for recovering awkward people. And she fully expected there to be 10 people that fit that category. People that are antisocial, that are getting nervous around people, and they wanted to recover from it. She firmly said that she believed that she had 10 customers. That's all she was ever going to get. Maybe 100 if she just met all the people in the world that fit that category. She literally has millions of listeners and customers now. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's built several businesses to seven and eight figure companies, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. Um, today on the podcast, we have another expert episode. We have Alex on, and uh, Alex will talk a little bit about himself, but uh, he's the founder of Podmatch, which is a platform to help people that are going to or want to be guests on podcasts, as well as those that are have their podcasts and looking for guests and um, are you know make that marriage or make or make those connections. And uh, so he started that, and we're going to talk a little bit more about how to build a podcast, what are some of the tips, what are the things to think about, and uh, get some of that advice. So for those of you that are thinking of building a podcast, either just uh, for personal pleasure and or to help your business, that so we can uh, help you or give some or impart some of his knowledge to the rest of you. So welcome on the podcast, Alex. Devin, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here with you today. So maybe we'll just jump right in. So I, I gave a brief introduction, but maybe give a little bit of your background or experience or how you got into podcasting and came up with Podmatch. And then we'll talk a little bit more about the specifics on making a, a good, awesome podcast. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, to kind of jump in there, I, I come from a business background. Ever since I was a kid, I've been fascinated by entrepreneurship, by business, and uh, just making things work, right? I think that some kids that I grew up with, they were really good at sports and really good at, uh, music, I guess, musically inclined. They were athletes, all those type of things. I was really good at figuring out how to turn something into a business, even at a young age. And I won't get into the specifics of that, but I just carried that into my adult life. And I, I, I did a lot in real estate. I did a lot on the tech side of real estate as well. Um, and then actually doing some investing. I worked in aerospace for a long time. So I've done a number of different things that have always kind of flexed that entrepreneurial journey and or I guess mindset. And my journey has always been uh, that of continuing to build upon what I've done in the past. So for me, I got into podcasting just a, a few years ago now. And my main podcast is called Creating a Brand. It's a podcast. It's more like a masterclass. It's a shorter episode, but just for people that want to go take that next step successfully in their entrepreneurial journey. And so that's been a lot of fun to be part of and to do. And just kind of organically with that, I started speaking at, at conferences, a lot of it more on the idea of making a business out of a podcast and so not just how to podcast, but a lot of it is very connected, of course. Um, but as I was doing that, I started really discovering a problem and that's that people are having trouble finding guests. And on the flip side, there's people that wanted to be guests, but were having trouble finding hosts to actually have them on their shows. And that's where the idea of Podmatch came in. And Devin, how, how long have you been married? I got to ask that real quick. You've been married a long time? <laughs> Yeah, I've been married. I, I, long time is always it depends on how you, relative, right? But right. I've been married 13 years. So I've, I've, okay. I've been married 13 years and have four kids the ages of four to 10. So. Okay, cool. All right. I've been married for, for eight years now. Just this last week was eight years. 
And so you and I have been married too long to understand what a dating app is. Um, <laughs> so, however, a lot of people have been calling it the, the Tinder of podcasting because it kind of has that same feel. You're actually matching with people and messaging them within our program. And so it's been pretty cool to hear people call it that, although I, I don't have any experience with myself and neither do you, but maybe some of the listeners today have yeah, an idea that, of what we're talking that, about when we say that. They dates me. They didn't I, I remember, and this is a complete aside, when I went off to college, like it was a cool thing to have a cell phone. And the cell phone wasn't a smartphone. I remember it was like the one that had like one game and it was a snake game that you tried yeah. to <laughs> And that was it. So that was about the extent of technology in my dating day was we had cell phones and texting. I think that was about it. So you just exchange your high score on snake. That's it. That's how you that'd be your opening line. <laughs> We're showing our age here, man. We got we gotta we gotta bring it back. <laughs> so bringing it back. So now you've done that, you've built up pod match, you have your own podcast. And so now we'll dive into, you know, this is an expert episode. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about so people. I guess maybe break it down would be maybe helpful because there's a few different motivations that you could have a podcast, right? One is to pr- help to promote your business or get the word out or to show your expertise. Another people actually use podcasts as a way to generate, generate revenue and, you know, whether it's advertising or whether it's not, you know, whether or not it's YouTube, or, you know, views or whatnot and, and, and generate that. And then people do it just sometimes for just the fun of it or for a personal pleasure. So kind of within that, is there, am I missing anything else or, you know, what are the main motivations or ways that you can leverage a podcast? Yeah, I think you really mentioned them. And, and throughout this conversation, I think we'll probably flip back and forth between my podcast and Podmatch because they're very connected. Um, and we'll kind of explain that along the way. But yeah, you really kind of hit it on, on the head right there. Really, I mean, a lot of people, they, they start podcasts because they want to, they actually want to just do it for a hobby. Like it's fun for them. And I, I love that. Those usually end up being some of the best podcasts when we real, um, sometimes inconsistent, but sometimes they're really great, great quality because people are really just out there having a good time. And I think we all really enjoy that. But then on the other side, there's the people that have a dream to monetize it and to actually make it a full-time business. We all see the celebrities in the podcasting space, not actual celebrities that are podcasting, but celebrity podcasters. There's a little bit of a difference. So you look at people like uh, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneurs on Fire. The guy's built a massive business with just using his podcast. So a lot of us, we see people like that, Pat Flynn. We see some of these bigger names, Devin Miller even, right? You know, we see these names yes. and we're like, ooh. I'm, I'm <laughs> celebrity status. Right. We, uh, we see these names that we're like, Oh, I can do that too. And we might be able to do the podcast, but it's a lot of work to turn into a business as I've learned and, and failed at doing that along the way. And I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit, but really those are kind of the two sides of, of the extremes in the middle. You got the people that want to use it to raise awareness for their own product or service or for uh, something that they represent as an influencer. And so you have everything kind of in between that and few and far between, but those are the two extremes. You got just the hobbies having a good time. You got the person that has a dream to quit their job and do podcasting full-time and then everything in the middle there. And there's, there's a lot of different reasons I've heard along the way of why people podcast. And a lot of them are very honorable and others are just something people are doing to make some extra cash. Yeah. No, and I think, and I think that all, all the, all those motivations are good motivations. So mm-hmm. but let's pick the, at least a niche because it's probably some of what the, the view or listenership has as to, you know, someone that's probably not on the extreme of a hobby, probably not on the extreme of trying to become a podcast celebrity, but just doing it something in order to help to grow or generate business or to otherwise extend their reach. So how do you, how do you, or what do you think, you know, how do you, if you're looking at that, if you're a small business owner, startup, and you're saying, should I do this? Should I start a podcast? Does it make sense for me? Or should I focus my time and effort on something else? 
how would you, what advice would you give them as far as recommendations on whether or not you should start a podcast, whether or not it makes sense for them? Yeah, you're gonna be surprised by my answer probably. And so the listeners today, I usually initially tell people don't start a podcast. That's the first thing I say to people, not because there's anything wrong or bad about podcasts, but Devin, you know this as well as I do, especially when you first get started, it is a labor of love. Like there is no other way to define being a podcast host. If you're going to do it right and you're going to stick with it, it really is a lot of work. And there's a lot of easier ways to, to get some traction and, and do something that's not as complex as a podcast. And with that said, like me, like you, we both decided this was the vehicle we wanted to take. And so if that's really the listener today and they're saying, I know I want to do a podcast, by all means, please do it. If you're doing it because you maybe think it's easy or sounds fun or you just think it might be a good route to take, I'd encourage you to actually consider being a guest on podcasts versus actually having your own. If you have an area of expertise and you can add value to the world through being a guest on a podcast, leverage somebody else's audience. I mean, my guests all get a lot of exposure by being on my podcast. I'm getting exposure by being on your podcast today, right? And that's kind of the way it works. It's much easier. I'll tell you the prep work I did today. I listened to a few of your episodes. I read all your bio. There's maybe a couple hours total. And I'm sure that you've, you're going to do a lot more work after this to get this episode produced and out the door. So I think for a lot of people, I tell them to really think about it and actually look into the amount of time it takes. So do your research before you just get started. And when I say do your research, I don't mean start coming up with a name, come up with the cover art, come up with the description and bio and all that. Don't do all that first. Actually look at somebody who's built a system around their podcast and find out, have a conversation with them. Hey, how much work am I really going to get into? I can tell you right now, for me, I have 22 different steps in releasing a podcast episode from the time I contact the guest till the time I hit publish. It's 22 steps and it takes an average of six hours. It's a lot of time for a single episode. And, and Devin, you probably say something similar, but I built an SOP out, standard operating procedure, and now I know how much time it takes. So yeah, for people, I'd say just really consider it before you get started with it. But if it's something you want to do, it is powerful and it really builds a lot of influence for me, more than the financial side, uh, more than even just the, the listenership is the networking I get to do with other people because of it. I find that people that are hosting podcasts and like to be a guest on podcasts are usually pretty high level people. And because of that, getting to actually interact with those people that I'd otherwise never have access to has been really good for me personally and for just my network that I'm growing. Yeah. And, and just to add to that, because I think that's right. And I think that there are ways to, I, I would say, if you wanted to get, I don't know that I'll back up. I think that there are ways you can simplify doing a podcast if you want to get started, meaning mm -hmm. there, there, there is a lot of time intensity. It is a labor of love and you want it. But if let's say you wanted to, you could do as simple as a Zoom meeting, record it, go to one of the platforms, whether it's Simplecast or other ones out there, and I know there are a bunch, and throw it up there. But I think that the, where you're hitting on is you're going to have a very limited amount of return if all you did was do a recording. If you're doing it for a business sense and all you did was hit record, do that, throw it up there, don't do anything else. You're probably not going to grow much of an audience. You're not going to get a much of a return and it's really not going to give you the exposure you need. So in order to do that, that's where the, I think a lot of the labor intensity and the, that, you know, labor of love comes in. But the one thing, you know, is where you know, I've done fly podcasts, I've been on other podcasts and I'd say maybe a commonality is, is you also, I would look at whether or not there's a lot of podcasts in your area, right? So mm -hmm. there's a lot, there are not a lot of, you know, in the legal inventive journey, we don't have a ton of people that are from the legal perspective of telling startups and telling small businesses. There are others and there are variations, but you know, there's a whole lot for different marketing avenues. And, you know, there are right. some that are very good and some that are terrible and some that are same with finance. Finance, I think there's a ton of podcasts out there. And so, and some of them are great. And I, and I you know, I listen to some and others I think that are, but you've got to, if you're going to get into it, 
see, you know, what is your motivation, understand that, and then say, okay, what can I do to differentiate myself? Is this going to be, an, can I build enough an audience, provide enough value that it, you know, that it provides that, that, uh, that return on investment for all of your time and effort onto it? Yeah, I think what you just said is really important because we really need to learn to, to actually find our focus. And this is where I failed initially when I launched my podcast. It launched extremely successfully. I had a lot of listeners, but it was very general. It was general entrepreneurship. And I'll tell you what, if there's one saturated part of podcasting, it's entrepreneurship, like that category. Uh, I, I probably know the majority of the podcasters I know, that's exactly where they fit. So I had to kind of find a way to break it out of that and bring it to a smaller section. So I think that advice you're giving me is really solid. I mean, really good. Because if you're listening to this today and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do a podcast, find your unique point of view that you're going to offer and really hone in on it. The more focused you get, the better. Something you'd never want to say is I just want to podcast about everything and I want to be for everybody. If it's about everything, it's about nothing. If it's for everybody, it's for nobody. It's the truth. The more focused you can get, the better. I had somebody that I have done some work with. Her name is Vanessa uh, Edwards. And she has something called the science of people is her company. And when she first got started, she said it was for recovering awkward people. And she fully expected there to be 10 people that fit that category. People that are antisocial, that are getting nervous around people and they wanted to recover from it. She firmly said that she believed that she had 10 customers. That's all she was ever going to get. Maybe a hundred if she just met all the people in the world that fit that category. She literally has millions of listeners and customers now. Millions of people listen to her because they're like, wow, I fit that mold really well. And all she did was really narrow it down. But here's the thing, the world's so big and we're so connected now that even though the little niche you're going after, you feel like it's the smallest little thing on earth, you'd actually be shocked how many people actually probably fit that category. And thanks to the, the world we live in today, how connected it is, you can probably find a lot more of them than you even think. Yeah, no, I completely agree on that. And I think that that, you know, finding that niche is one we have to define it. And, and even if you, it is, a, let's say you only have a thousand people, but if you can, if the, if a thousand people are looking for your podcast and you can find a thousand customers and you'd make it, you know, thousand dollars return, you know, that's a pretty good return for the podcast. It can be, but I think you have to find where that niche is, what your customer is and how you're going to actually reach them. And if to your earlier point, if it's a podcast and that's the best way to reach them, then do that. If you're saying, Hey, these people don't listen to podcasts. They're not a podcast type of an audience. Then it doesn't make sense. You're not going to reach the people anyway. So with that, so let's say you get over the hurdle, you do your homework, you say, we're going to do a podcast. We think that that's mm -hmm. a good idea. Either I think it's going to be enjoyable, it's going to be fun, I think it's going to hit the right audience, we can find the right niche, or whatnot. What lessons would you give, or what you know, tips would you give people when they're wanting to start a podcast, or what should they consider? Yeah, the very first thing I mentioned is right along with what we just said there. And actually, you had a recent episode that I really enjoyed. It was with AJ Bam, I think it was his last name. Uh, focus on the problem is what you guys really talked about. Uh, and I encourage listeners, they go back to that one. Um, it's on the same podcast, The Inventive Journey, with uh, AJ about focus on the problem. Really, really solid advice. That's what we have to do initially. When we're finding our niche, we need to not only find it, but we need to figure out the problem that we're going to solve for people. Hmm. Why would they want to listen to us? People are always looking for the solution to the problem that they are currently facing. People are always looking for that. You know, we can get in the example later, but, but Podmatch is a direct response to a problem that is a solution being offered to solve that problem. So when you're going to launch a podcast, think about, okay, what am I doing for somebody with this podcast? If it's really just for you, because I want to make money or because I want a, a big following or because I think it's going to make me famous, whatever it might be, if it's for you and not to solve somebody else's problem, then you're already doing it for the wrong reasons. And I think the very first piece of advice I can give you is when you find that focus, 
Make sure that it's truly solving somebody's problem, not just what you think is their problem. Pull people, ask them, invite people that you believe are going to be your ideal listener into the conversation while you're even creating it. Because when you do that, you really hone in on the problem and you're going to launch with a lot of success. And I, I think that's the very first thing we have to do. Hmm. No, I, I completely agree with that. And one thing I think that, you know, that as you're focusing down solving that problem is, you know, looking at how you're going to put your spin on it and then how you're going to make it so it's interesting, right? Because there's a mm-hmm. difference between, hey, I can identify the problem and, you know, you have to look at it and be self-realistic. Am I going to make this an enjoyable thing to listen to? Because, you know, there are some podcasts I've listened to that I slog through because the, the host does a, or conveys good information, but they're honestly fairly boring. And there's others that the host makes it very, takes the same information, makes it interesting and enjoyable and such that, okay, now it's engaging. And not only am I learning, but I actually enjoy listening to it. And so I think that if you can also put focus on the problem, but also how to make it an interesting approach makes it or makes it for a fun one. Um, so as you're doing that, so other thoughts, you know, one other thought that I, I've learned is, is we've been doing a few podcasts is, you know, and it was almost what there's pod matches, a lot of others. If you're doing it and you hit on it, if you're wanting to get on other people's podcasts, and that's what you kind of said, and that's, I think, a good entrance a lot of times into the podcast world, rather than just jump on, start doing your own podcast right out of the shoot. Maybe you listen, you get on a few, figure out what works for them, what their process is, and doing that. So if you're to say, hey, maybe that's an avenue to start out with, how do you get on other people's podcasts? Yeah, it really is a good... In addition to pod match. Right, right, of course. I want to turn this thing into a sales pitch, Devin, just wait. Um, <laughs> no, uh, well, what you just said there is really important, actually, for one reason I want to mention real quick. Figuring out how to really speak well on a podcast comes with reps. Mm-hmm. And when you start your own podcast, it's great if you've been able to be on other podcasts to kind of learn that along the way. Not that you're using them in a bad way. You want to make sure you're adding value, but you're really learning to hone your message. And then you're seeing the response. You can, I can tell if I say something that Devin's like, that's good. Let's talk about that more. Make a note of that. Even if it's mentally and be like, okay, that's something people really like to hear about. Like uh, another more experienced host than me thinks that's something good. I need to keep that in my mind. So it's a good, good place to start. It really is. Um, the, the first thing you need to do is, is get on a service like Podmatch or you need to go to, there's, there's a lot of services that actually will help you with this. You can do really well with that. But start off with the people you know. Who do you actually know that's in the podcasting space? Do they have guests? And, and get on their shows. Now, I will say this with a disclaimer, going back to the idea of focus and to having a niche, don't go on a comedy podcast if you're not a comedian. Don't go on one about cars if you don't talk about cars. You need to get on the podcast to actually work for you because the biggest way to waste your time is think that every podcast you could be on is valuable. It's not valuable for you and it's not valuable for the host or the audience if you're getting on the wrong one. And I made that mistake with, I've been on nearly 100 podcasts in the last year and I can tell you I've made that mistake probably more times than I should have where I've been on a podcast that I really didn't have any business being there. The host appreciated it. Some of the audience members maybe liked it, but it wasn't the right fit for what I'm doing and what I'm speaking to. It's best that we all learn to stay in our lane, even when you're gonna be a guest on podcasts. But yeah, the first thing you do is reach out to your network, reach out to their network, find a podcast you like listen to that, that's not the biggest podcast in the world. You know, like don't ask Joe Rogan if you can be on a show, like find one that's a little bit smaller. Unless and be like, you know hey, Joe I'll... Rogan and that absolutely is. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> no, I don't know Joe Rogan, but no, it's, but no, I think that's good advice. And one thing I think to maybe add or build to that is, um, you know, you have to be, as with any good project, whether it's, you know, and it's almost whether it's building a platform for pod match, whether it's doing podcasting, getting another, is it takes time in order to build an audience and in order to actually get that traction. I think that 
especially in where we live in a bit of an instant gratification. We think, okay, I'll do one episode, I'll throw it up on Facebook, I'll throw it up on LinkedIn, and I'll have a huge audience. They won't have to do any work to build the audience. And yet, maybe that's the less than 1% of the chance that may happen, but for the other 99.9% of the chance, you're gonna have to be willing to be diligent. That's the one thing I see, and I'm sure you do absolutely, mm. is that you'll see you know, podcasts that they'll start up and they'll do 10 episodes and then they quit. Or they'll yeah. do 15 episodes, they'll do five episodes, and they, it's because they don't, they don't have the, if you're going to in, go through the endeavor, you have to have the wherewithal to say, I'm going to be, I have to be consistent. And I think consistency is, I have to have an episode consistently so I build the audience. But then I have to say, for a period of time, I'm not going to have a huge audience. I'm not going to just magically overnight get that audience. One of the podcasts that I like is, is in the legal field is it's called Profit with Law. And, you know, I've been on it. I've been a guest, so hopefully this goes. But I also like it. I've listened to every episode. I enjoy it. It gives them a lot of legal marketing insight that gives, you know, spurred a lot of ideas for me. That he was even talking that he's over 100, I don't know, 100 plus episodes. But he wow. was saying, hey, we built for basically the first three or four months, we were at less than, you know, maybe a thousand, I can't remember, a thousand, two thousand downloads, something that, hey, mm-hmm. respectable, but it wasn't like overnight. It's like now, as we've now continued to push past that, they're up to 30 or 40,000 downloads and it started to snowball and grow. But it was, if you just said, hey, for the first three months, I haven't got any downloads, it doesn't make sense, nobody's listening. If, you, if that's all you're looking is for the kind of the get was get rich quick scheme it's not this i don't think podcasting is probably the platform unless you disagree no man anything in today's world especially online it's going to take consistency and i actually love what uh what robert kiyosaki says he uses the acronym for the word focus as follow one course until successful and i think if we want to do it we have to be focused on it we have to follow that course until it is successful i had a conversation recently with actually one of the largest podcasters in the entrepreneurship space, just 15 minute call. And I asked him like, how have you been able to, to achieve this? He's like, well, Alex, I'm gonna be honest with you. I listened to your podcast. He's like, it's just as good as mine. He's like, you're not doing much different. He goes, I just have seven years. I'm seven years ahead of you. He's like, I consistently have never missed a mark for the last seven years. So he told me he's never missed one episode in the last seven years. And he started off doing them daily, moved to twice a week, moved to once a week as he was getting more success, but he's never missed the time that he set. And he said that that's the reason that he has the millions of downloads on every episode that he has. Not because he did anything magic or special. He just showed up. You mentioned that most podcasts never make it to 10 episodes. I recently looked at the stats, which you can go to, I think it's podcastreviews.com. They have a stats page. It's, um, I've, I've checked it with a couple of the major um, hosting providers, and they say that's like the most accurate stat platform there is. And it's less out of the 1.5 million podcasts are now live less than 40% of them have ever done more than 10 episodes. So think about that. Less than half have ever done more than 10 episodes. And it's actually 20, I believe it was right at 20%. I'm kind of giving these numbers a little bit vague here, but around 20% have never done more than one episode. So I mean, think about how many people start podcasts and never really do anything with it. I mean, I'm still breaking into this. Yes, I have a successful podcast at this point, but I'm less than 100 episodes in still. And so we're still at what I consider to be the beginning stages of it. And if I just stop, because it's like, oh, it's not bringing in a full income yet. I've been doing it for almost a year. You know, like I have to be okay with that. And I'm gonna continue with that momentum and build it up. And I think that if there's one lesson to be learned in it, you just have to know that you have to be consistent. You have to focus along the way. It's gonna take a little bit and it should. I mean, what, whatever comes easily, right? If it came easy and you do one episode and you're a millionaire, everyone would be podcasting, right? If you can actually withstand the test of time and stick with it, you're going to be successful over time and continuously improve as you go along. 
Mm. No, I think that's very, very insightful and, and, and uh, gives a lot of good advice. So I'm going to shift, or shift gears slightly, but it, it's still in the same range. So now that we've kind of painted the picture, this is a hard, this is hard, takes a lot of time, and it's, but now let's get to the rewarding. So what is the, what do you, if you're to now not pitch or pod match, but just pitch podcasts in general, you know, what would be the rewards or what would be the benefits of doing a podcast or why should people consider doing it and diving in and, and building that audience and taking that time? Yeah, Devin, I love this shift because now we're talking about my favorite part of it. I absolutely love podcasting. I love being able to network with people like Devin who I'd otherwise never get the opportunity to meet. Like we're going to, I hopefully stay in touch after this and we'll be able to do more together in the future. Who knows what collaboration will happen in the future. I absolutely love that part of it. And my guest, I've had people on my podcast that same thing, people I've looked up to as heroes in my life. I mean, I'm looking at my bookshelf and I've got 30 different books right here that I've always been like, wow, it'd be great to meet this author. And I've met most of those authors at this point. It's one of those things. It's just like, wow, the doors open for it are incredible. And just the ideas that come from it are really amazing as well. Like what you can kind of like pod match was an idea from podcasting. Like that's pretty cool. Right. And then really just the networking. What I've loved, I think probably my favorite part about it is this industry of optimism and opportunity. You don't feel like I'm stealing your audience by being on your show today. The right. people that are guests on my show or the people that I meet at conferences, none of them feel like we're, we're like, a competition or against each other, right? Even people in my same space, like Podmatch is a, is a SaaS company, right? It's actually a software as a service. And there's other people who do the exact same thing. I have met those people and they've even been like, oh, I know someone who might be a good customer for you. It's like, what? Other industries just, I feel like don't have that. It's really a place where there's a lot of opportunity and people really are eager to help one another. I've had so many great conversations. I mean, it's, it's extremely rewarding. I could not imagine not doing podcasting and really I've devoted all of my time to this industry now because I've just fallen in love with the people that, that make it up and the impact we're having the listeners' lives, man. It's it's a big deal. No, and I, I think that's some that's some great benefits. And I think that is absolutely true. And I think that the networking is interesting. You always think, you know, the network you build is a listenership, which I think is, you know, it's certainly true, but it's also just as much as you pointed out, the people you have as guests on there, oftentimes you build a good rapport, a good relationship with them. And the guests are as important as the actual people to listen to. And I think that you know, that's an important thing. And one of the other things that I think that people oftentimes maybe overlook or don't think about is a lot of times, even if you don't have a big audience, you can have what would be, you can have a established authority. So now people that do listen to you, that do understand you, that you, you become what they perceive to be an expert in an area, or they, you have an opportunity without having to hard sell them or pitch them or cold call them to get to display, hey, I know what I'm talking about. I am an authority in this area. I am able to, you know, represent it well and people actually start to get that authority even if you don't have an audience a huge audience because the people that do listen start to understand that you know what you're talking about yeah that's definitely happened for me recently i was at a um i think it was like a gender review reveal party for like a friend and there's a bunch of people there um i only knew like a few of the people at this this massive party that was there um probably not COVID approved but you know whatever um we were out there i didn't even think about that till just now but anyway there's a lot of people there and one of the guys there i'd never met before uh, had seen my podcast and asked if he could just, he's like, can I just have a conversation with you for like 10, 15 minutes? He's like, I just want to talk to you about like some entrepreneurship stuff I'm doing. I don't know where, I don't know this guy, but like you're saying, I, I had that authority already established. He looked at me as a leader in that space 
and just want to pick my brain as he was kind of getting into his own business and wanting just to, to see what I would say. And thankfully, I've listened to enough of my own guests on my podcast. I've actually learned some stuff from them. So I could actually give them some pretty good advice. So yeah, you really do separate yourself as an authority. And to this day, if I'm equal to like, oh, you have a podcast, I'm like, whoa, you know, it's kind of like still that thing that's like, wow. Because you think about, yeah, 1.5 million podcasts with 40% of them that are actually doing it. So let's just say, I don't, I'm not quick with math, but like 700,000 people have like legit mm-hmm. podcasts, right? Think about how many people listen to podcasts, how many people are in the United States alone. Like that's not a very big number. Like that's a pretty small number. Now, if I told you I have Instagram, you're like, cool. So does everybody, you know, right? But when you're like, I have a podcast, people are like, oh dang, like he has a podcast, you know? So yeah, it really does establish you as some form of authority really immediately, I'd say. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So, um, so now as we are starting to wrap up, I'm going to ask or shift the topic and just say, so you've done, you've been on podcasts, you listen to podcasts. You, you have your own podcast. Aside from this podcast, which I'm sure is your absolute favorite, what are some of your other favorite podcasts that you have to listen to? 100%. Yeah, no, I'm actually really enjoying this. I, I actually really do listen to your podcast. I mean, I referenced another episode recently. You do a fantastic job. And uh, just kudos to you because I listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, it's tough to do a good job, especially to, do, to put it at the level that you've done. So good job here. And to the listeners, stick with Devin. He's doing a killer job here. So um, outside of your podcast and outside of my podcast, Right. I try to keep like six in the queue at a time and I'll like binge them. You know, some people like binge watch Netflix shows and they'll just watch the whole thing. And they'll move on to the next one. I do that with podcasts and I'm not really a big TV watcher. So I'll just listen to podcasts until I run out. I'm like, cool. That was awesome. All right. What's next? So um, that's what I'll do. And right now I've been really listening to uh, the Brendan show by Brendan Bruchard. Um, it's a lot of personal development, self-help. I've really enjoyed some of his perspectives. I find that we're actually pretty, he's, years ahead of me, like light years ahead of me, but he's someone I can really learn from because I think we're pretty similar. Um, I've also enjoyed um, building a story brand by Donald Miller, his company's story brand. He just basically, he's a marketing guy who's just very intelligent with the way that you connect the words to what people think. And he has a lot of people on the show that are just really standout guests. And I think he's one of the best interviewers I've ever had the opportunity to listen to. Like when he asks questions, I'm like, did you pre-record that question? Like, how did you ask such a great question? You know what I'm listening to it? So it's one of those people that I'm like, wow, he's like a celebrity in my mind in this space. So those are two right now that I'm really enjoying at the moment. And then um, there's, you know, the basics. I, I probably get sent a Joe Rogan episode every day. Um, John Lee Duba's Entrepreneurs on Fire. I get something of his every week. You know, people are always sending podcasts around. So all the basics, they come around as well. The, the big ones, I should say, not the basics. Fair enough. I'll answer the same question just because it's a fun, very fun topic. Yeah. I'll give the, the ones I like. So I have a few different, I almost categorize kind of the podcasts I listen to depending on the mood I'm at. So I have three main categories. One is I like to listen to business podcasts and whether that's entrepreneurship, startups, advice and whatnot. I always listen to marketing podcasts and that's in order to figure out leveraging other people's knowledge in order to grow the firm. And then I'll listen to some more of the news and what's going on around the world. So I'll give my top couple of those. So on the business one, I like, and what I've, now I've drug my son into it, which is kind of funny. He's only 10 years old. And I started just listening to him because I liked listening to him and he happened to be sitting in the car and listen to him. And now he loves him as well, pretty much as much as I do, but we both like to listen to business wars, which is always a fun one. I knew, I knew you're going to say that one. As soon as you mentioned your son, I, I, that's one of them that I went through. That is a great podcast. Really so good one. He loves, I think his favorite one was when they did Mars versus Hershey and all of the candy <laughs> yeah. and everything else. So that was one, but uh, we love that one. Same, same uh, is also by Wonder, but we also love to listen to American innovations, which is mm-hmm. a fun one kind of along the same notes and, and tenure. Um, and then the other one I always listen to, I'm going to list off for more, even more than you did. 
The pitch is a fun one. So that one's a pitch pump. It's kind of basically Shark Tank, but for podcasts. Oh, so, wow. I haven't, I need to check that out. I like that. Although the only one, that, you go listen to the old episodes. The newer episodes are still good, but because of COVID and because things have been shut down, they haven't been doing as many new pitching competitions almost. Uh, so it's kind of like, they're. I think they're trying to figure out what to do now that their normal model has been kind of shut down. But it was a really fun episode. And you get to hear all sorts of different people pitch real investors and whether or not they invest. So I like that one. Um, and then if I were to switch now to marketing, I like, you know, they're the one that I really like, and as I mentioned already, Profit with Law is a good one. It's, they found a niche, and it's really just for law firms and marketing. And even within that niche, there are a few, but they do a very good job in conveying information. Um, and then on the news side, I'm, anybody that knows me knows I'm a very conservative person. I'm not getting into politics by any means. Um, I'm with I you, like though. I'm with you. <laughs> because all that does is create fights. But I do yeah. like listening to the Ben Shapiro show, which he has a huge audience. Oh, he's a, I, I listen to that one too. I didn't want to be the guy to bring up politics. So you, you did it. I now have, I have permission yeah, I to say that I listen to it as well. <laughs> that, but I think even as a podcaster, I think that he does a good job for the, his market. And you could say, I'm sure there are same things on the other side of the aisle, but I think he does a good job breaking it down for conservative, giving him the information, making it entertaining, conveying it and giving his insight. So even if you're saying, hey, I don't want, hey, I'm, I'm more of on a liberal side, I think you can learn how to do a good oh, podcast yeah. from it. So those are my top lists. Well, well we've gone, you know, extra minutes and, and bonus, or bonus <laughs> over time with the podcast, which has been, more, and I'm sure that there are always more questions and things that we could dive into than we ever have time. But maybe as a wrap up, one last takeaway, last piece of advice for anybody with regards to podcasts. Yeah, actually, it's what we just talked about. I think what we just did there, that practice of me sharing some podcasts, you sharing yours, super important because it reinforced everything we just said. Find the focus, find the niche. Even listen to all of them. If you're listening today, listen to each of these podcasts we talked about, just one episode to get an idea of how they really honed in what their focus is. And for you, the listener today, it takes sitting down and self-reflecting to figure out where you really add that unique value. What problem you really solve that only you can solve. At the end of the day, this is something I always say when I'm on a podcast, Alex Sanfilippo, I seek to be a person of value, not a person of profit. Even if you're trying to make profit with what you're doing, seek to add value to people's lives if you're going to get in the podcasting game, because I believe you can really impact people. And as a result, profit will follow, opportunity will follow. But at the end of the day, make sure it's about helping that person. It all begins with you sitting down, reflecting about what you're really going to do to add that value. So I think if I could leave everyone with one thing, that's what it would be. All right. Well, I think that that's uh, certainly a valuable insight. And I think that it, we've covered a vast, a vast different topics of podcasts, but I think a lot of uh, good insight. And I think that for those that are thinking about whether a podcast, hopefully it gives, provides some value to them. Well, as we wrap up, if people want to, we've already mentioned podcast or Podmatch a whole bunch of times, so podmatch.com, but any other ways to, to reach out and you have your own podcast, what are the best ways for people to find out more about you, reach out to you, connect up with you or anything else? Everything is at creatingabrand.com. You can find all my links, everything there. So all you got to do is go there, but I recommend sticking with Devin here because this is a great show, like I said, and it's one that I like to follow. So here we are. This is where we should stay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll stay here after they listen to my episode, then they can go to yours and listen to your episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun to have you on. And uh, I think that a uh, lot of good things to learn about podcasting, a lot more to learn, and we'll both continue on our podcast journey and uh, continue to hopefully be successful. So thank you again and good luck with everything. Thanks again, Devin. Appreciate it.